This episode of Radio Free Tote Bag is brought to you by Podcast Republic, a podcast client for Android. With over 2 million downloads, Podcast Republic is quickly becoming one of the most popular podcast apps for Android, and with good reason. Podcast Republic allows you to search all of your favorite podcasts, audiobooks, and YouTube channels or playlists, and stream them all on one platform. With automated downloads, you can even have your favorite content saved to your phone for listening, even if you don't have service. And you can synchronize the app between all of your Android devices. Download Podcast Republic for free on the Google Play Store. I guarantee you'll be a fan. Welcome to your Radio Free Tote Bag. My name is Arthur. And my name is Donovan, Congested Edition. Yeah. Oh, God. What is it, allergies? Like, how did this How did this come about? I had to have, I had to have picked up some bronchitis or some cold or something mm. from uh, possible close contact with another human. Damn. Wow. I described that well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I recently had some human contact. Uh, I had a, I had a, I had a, one of them. Uh, what do you call it? Like a hookup from Tinder. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. I was. Yeah. I'm gonna try to pretend it never happened. <laughs> you feel like <laughs> talking about it? What, oh uh, God, it's not good. So he's a bigger man, bigger man than I. I'm a big man. I'm starting to get into big men. I'm like skinny little emo boys won't give me the time of day. <laughs> And, uh, you know, so I'm starting to get into bigger guys and he was particularly bigger and it was, uh, there was, there was some, there were some odors and, oh, uh, yeah. Oof. Why, why the switch? Why the switch to the, uh, the big thing? Uh, I just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get dates out here, man. I'm trying to fucking meet people. And if yeah. I feel like, you know, maybe your standards are too high. You know, you know that one from The Simpsons. I'm looking uh, for a man to hug and kiss. Why can't uh, I find yeah. a man to hug and kiss? <laughs> Maybe your standards are too high. I, uh, <laughs> oh, 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 mm. a second. Yeah, just blow it out. Oh uh, no, no. This was so. Little side note: I ate a uh, decongested guaifenesin, like Ooh. the expectorant. I guess is what it is to try to clear up the old voice tubes. Uh, just as we started the episode, and I got one of those things where it just kind of gets lodged in the bottom of your throat. Ooh. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, that was, that was really hurting for a second there. We're good. We're good, though. How'd you uh, wash that guaf down? Uh, <laughs> I might have I washed it down with the scotch I'm drinking because I'm out of uh, beer and other liquor. And Damn. then I realized that that was fucking terrible, so I ran and got some water for it. I, I love washing down uh, medications with alcohol, particularly like antidepressants. It's so fucking, it's such an elegant <laughs> moment. You feel like a fucking movie star. It's, it's, just, it's gratuitous, and it's and that's great. Like it's so, it's so just a bad idea. Oh yeah, and clearly water would be better and easier, and it's right over there at the tap. And I was like, nah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah anyways, we were saying, I, uh, oh god. You could be okay. I don't know if I'm be good. Yeah, no, I'll be, I'll be fucking level, but uh, might have to hold my hand on this one. Uh, no, so I thought I had beer, no beer, 
My uh, bourbon's gone. There's a tiny bit of gin left. Too. Now There's gin. a thing of ginger ale in there. I was like, I'm not doing that combo. And then I remembered I have this fucking bottle of scotch I brought, bought three years ago. Drank half of. And it's just been sitting on my... Uh, like, I forget it's there. It's just mm-hmm. been sitting on my cabinet since. Because, I don't know, man. I'm never really in a mood where I'm like, I want to drink. Oh, what do I want to have? Oh, yeah, let me just start drinking scotch before I go out. Right. That sounds like a good time. You uh, you a rocks man? Rocks neat? What do you do? I do an ice cube and a little bit of water in there too. This oh. is one of those really smoky ones as well. Mm-hmm. It's like if I'm gonna drink scotch, like I want I want it to taste like a goddamn campfire. You want a buzz market a brand? I want a what? Do you want a buzz market a brand? Do you want to uh, mention the brand? Let's see. Uh, I had to turn and look. Ardbeg. Ardbeg. <laughs> Ten year, the ultimate Isla single malt scotch whiskey. I don't know about ultimate if it's only ten year. I don't know that either, dude. It was it was eighty bucks. There's like twelve and sixteens that are less than that. I don't know what the deal with them is. That's hmm. I'm gonna pretend I know something about scotch. Usually I go Lafroig because it's like forty or fifty bucks. Damn, ten year smoky one. I I think that's the best. Yeah, I mean after a certain amount of money. Unless you're some sort of connoisseur, and I don't know if I even buy that. Like, certainly not me. I'm not gonna fucking know the difference between, you know, fifty and a hundred dollar scotch or something. Right. It's diminishing returns or whatever. See, I anyways, would've... this is a this is a scotch podcast now. <laughs> I'm gonna quickly uh, pivot it over to a gin podcast. Uh, I'd be all over that gin you got because that used to be my go-to. I would get home from work. I'd be working at the at the grocery store. Uh, stocking shelves, working my ass off, getting all tired, and I would get home and I would uh, light up a bowl, get a little, get a little stoned, and sip gin rocks while playing World of Warcraft. It's a hell of a combination. Yeah. What was, was your gin? What did you go to? <laughs> Gordon's. Oh man. Yeah, I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> that's fucking hardcore, man. Yeah, I didn't give a that's shit. Hardcore. That's that's when I learned that razor blades taste great. Essentially, it's like, uh, oh, God, this is just it just cuts you up while you're drinking it. It's like, this is adult pleasure. Is, is Gordon's plastic bottle tier? Or is that, no. Is it at least glass? I believe right. they have a plastic bottle tier. I believe that they have in-house, like they have it in plastic bottles too. But I always used to get the glass bottle because I'm a classy gent. Very classy. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's definitely the distinguishing point. As soon as you get into plastic... Unless it's like the Jim Beam makes their one plastic one, so you can you know carry it through a metal detector or whatever the fucking point is. <laughs> they call it like the have you seen it? They call it like like the travel bottle or something. Oh yeah, it's I've just seen a fucking yeah. fifth travelers. <laughs> yeah, Christ. Yeah, that's really something. Well, gnarly, man. Gnarly. Yeah. That's how I got there. What are you what are you, what are you drinking today? Oh, this would be Miller High Life, baby. Ah, the classic. Oh, that and Pibber. That's the, uh, that's the yeah, classic. It's Pabst and High Life because I'm broke. Those, those are better than like the regular Miller Light and stuff. Too. I, yeah, I am, in, I am in full agreement. They are not quite as gross as fucking particularly Budweiser. Just straight up Budweiser is yikes. Oh, man. Don't, don't hate on my Bud Heavy. Really? <laughs> Yeah. That's a good name for it. I like that. I think no, I think half of the appeal is literally calling it that. I heard somebody say that, and I think that's like made me order it a few times because I get to say Bud Heavy. 
don't know, get man. A bud it's, heavy. It's better than better than Bud Light. Yeah. Yeah. Well, changing it up slightly today because I I got a question for you oh? uh, about some shit that I'm dealing with. Okay. And then uh, maybe move on to the uh, Reddit questions after that. Okay. Um, oh yeah. By the way, so this, is a, this is a romance Me. advice show, and we I I always want to do the format at the top and never fucking do it. <laughs> this is a romance advice podcast where we take questions from the our relationships board on Reddit and we uh, try to help motherfuckers. There we go. Nailed it. All right. So first question is from uh, user Donovan Me uh, twenty. This isn't a good bit at all. Here's my here's my fucking situation. <laughs> okay. So I got I got a friend known for probably like eight years mm-hmm. and uh really close through high school half a college right and uh he he started dating this girl probably like six or seven years ago now okay uh, i think he dated like one person before uh kind of a i wouldn't say antisocial, but you know has dealt with some depression and stuff and right. uh i think that kind of Brought his confidence down in college to the point where he he wasn't going out like a whole lot, right? Sure. So he starts he starts dating this girl at the start of college, and uh, that I think that made it kind of worse. I think it better in the depression sense for a bit, but worse in that I think she had some similar issues, has some similar issues, and they would just spend a lot of time like just together at home. Like they wouldn't really go out and do stuff very often. Uh, and if they did, it always seemed like, you know, she was kind of putting pressure on him for them to, you know, go home sooner than later. Mm. So our other mutual friend and I, not not a big fan of this. And uh, like we told him, because he, he, he had said, like, he wasn't feeling sure or good about it. And so we're like, well, end it, dude. And he's like, well, we live together. Like, that'd be too difficult to do and all huh. that stuff. And we're like, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm familiar with that excuse. Yeah. Like, I, I, you know, I get that, but that's not, you can't continue a relationship just because of technical stuff like this so we keep talking about it he's still with the girl and about three two or three years ago he just cuts off contact with my friend and i mm. right and he you know he, he didn't really hang with a bunch of people besides this girlfriend this is still going on the only other person i know he hangs with is another old high school friend of mine and he says he just it's the, it's the same deal it's gotten worse like him and the girlfriend stay at home most of the time. Uh, the girlfriend's, like, really controlling. If he wants to, like, go do anything alone, she, like, needs to ask all these questions. And, like, hmm. uh, it, it just sounds incredibly toxic without getting into too many details on it. Uh-huh. And I, it's killing me because I want to, like, I want to talk to him or, like, help in some way. But, one, he won't talk to me. And then, number two, like... It, it's not my place to like push through that if you're not going to talk to me, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't want to like chase this dude down, especially you know. I, I I don't know. Maybe he's happier in some sort of way, but it just seems like such a clear cut fucked up situation. And it, like it's been going on for seven years. Like I said, like these issues cropped up four or five years ago, and have still been going on. It just seems like they're locked together in like this depressive spiral thing. I but think again, the word cutting, you're looking for is cutting everyone out. Yeah, exactly. This is, you know, I'm no psychologist, but this is a million percent codependency. So mm. I guess I guess my question is just like, one, do I even do anything? And if yes, like how, how the fuck are you supposed to, 
are you supposed to handle that? Well, uh, I think the first thing you need to do is find a group of people with a particular set of skills. <laughs> and then you need to form a deprogramming team and break down his front door and abduct this man and <laughs> get him out the 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 two person cult he's found himself in. There um, you go. Uh, unfortunately, I think the real answer is there's not much you can do about it. Yeah, uh, I think uh, this is for him to decide when it's time to get out. Uh, eventually, like either he'll figure out how to get comfortable in this situation and ride it out until death or uh more likely he will eventually you know the you know the the frog in a po- uh, pot of boiling water you know that analogy yeah where a frog yeah. doesn't know he's boiling alive until it's too late uh humans are a little more intellectually savvy than frogs <laughs> and will eventually go oh, oh fuck it's really hot in here uh and he may break out from that or you know, or maybe he's perfectly happy living an extremely introverted life with this person. Um, you know, I just, I just don't know. Because when you yeah. when you first said they spend a lot of their time at home together, I was like, damn, the dream. <laughs> no, no, and I get that. I just think there's a difference between that and being introverted. Sure. And then, you know, cutting cutting your friends off and like most yeah. of your external. You know, relate like all relationships. You know what I mean? That is worrisome. You said it. It's a million percent codependency. Like this, it it sounds, it you know, it sounds abusive to me, and that's what I perceived when I was actually you know talking to him, or back when he when he was still talking to me. And so I don't know. I I I think you're right. Like like I said, ultimately, I can't really you know literally bust the dude's door down or force him to talk to me if he doesn't want to, but. It's it's so frustrating. Me and my other friend were like just ranting about this the other day because got brought back up to us, and we're like, God fucking damn it! If you go for it, I'll be on your deprogramming team. There we go. Yeah, we got to get like a cool uh, outfit going for you. Oh fuck that. yeah! We should model it after a Fortnite skin. I'm not sure which one. There we go. Yeah, do the deprogramming and then do a little dance. <laughs> fuck. Electro shuffle. There we go. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. I don't know if there's even... Yeah, I think you pretty much nailed it there. I don't know if there's much more to say. It's just, yeah. it's just frustrating. That fucking sucks. It is frustrating. Uh, it does, man. You know, yeah. it's not I frustrating. Sp- oh, go What's ahead. That? What were you going to say? Uh, the, uh, I guess last thing. Uh, you, got, you got kind of the double shitty situation where this is somebody you care about and we're close friends with, and like now you've more or less lost that friend. And yeah. on top of it, you're like... You're worried that they're in a fucking shitty situation, and you can't. You can't. I don't know, man. I'm I'm a I'm a kind of problem solving person. If I if I find some issue or like see a friend going through something, like I want to be able to do something about it. And if you're in a situation that you can't, I just get get all sorts of anxious about that shit. Write him a write him a letter, like a like a lengthy, not just like a hey, what's up? Because that's easy to ignore. <laughs> uh, what's popping? Yeah, what's bopping, Jimbo? Uh, send him a like a lengthish, like I don't want to say lengthy, you know, but just something that kind of you know lets it makes it clear how you feel in the first, you know, in the first little bit. It's like, hey, man, you know, I miss you and I'm worried about you. And that's all you can yeah. do. I don't think it's a bad idea. I was kind of thinking about that. I forgot to 
forgot to bring that up. Do you think? Do you think that's good? Do you think? That, yeah. I mean, I guess there's no, there's not really any downside to taking a swing at that. That's right. Because otherwise, yeah. otherwise he's gone forever. This is that's fucking true, man. Yeah. Uh, only downside is uh, my my handwriting is fucking heinous. It looks like a fucking you, six-year-old handwriting it's, it's so bad are you high <laughs> handwriting oh man you're gonna write something you gotta type it out uh, yeah. you can type a letter <laughs> uh, yeah use one of those uh those printer doohickeys yeah one of them newfangled fucking laser jet bitches yeah uh, uh, I'll, I'll do some research on that see if that's an option yeah <laughs> you fucking doofus <laughs> hey man a small tangent then you send somebody like a thank you card or something you handwrite it? That's true. Yes. Yeah, yeah. For like a card. But a letter. You know. Ah, that's that's fair. That's even fair. for like a Christmas card. Even for like one of those like yearly, you know, checking in with everybody and sending them a picture of you and your animals. <laughs> you gotta type that stuff. You you got good handwriting? No, fuck no. It's like the worst. Oh, same man. I used to I used to write uh wrote some letters for like my girlfriend in college and I remember writing them and being like that. I feel like I captured my feelings all right but again this looks like it was written by a fucking child right like I should have just done crayon mm. just through the closed fist you know what I mean yep move it around like you're stirring a goddamn pile of noodles or something yeah. now I want to do that I want to write a letter to like the IRS like that it's <laughs> <laughs> a good eh, that's a good that's a good little prank okay here we go. I think we should get into some advice. All right, let's get into the uh, let's get into the uh, the uh, I wanted to say the real questions. Hey, my questions. Uh, it was real. Yeah, there we go. You're a real question asker on the show. Well, my thing- uh, goddamn it, uh, I stopped on it. Uh, my twenty nine GF twenty seven asks too many questions and it's driving me insane. I need to rant slash confess. So. If this is not the right sub for it, sorry. My girlfriend is just one of those people that asks questions about everything, and it drives me insane. A recent example will be earlier. I was texting her that my coworkers were talking about Disney trips, and she responded, Oh, are you going to Disney? I said, No. And she asked, So why are you talking about Disney trips? I explained someone was talking about going to Disney World, to which she explained, Oh, so all your coworkers are going to Disney soon? I basically lost my cool with her at that point and told her she needs to use basic thinking skills and that I was done talking with her for the day. I know it was an extreme overreaction to this scenario, but she does this all the time with everything. Who's that? What's that thing? How does Santa fit down the chimney? I love her and all, but the questions are getting to me, and it's not like she's an airhead. She has a master's and is currently looking into PhD programs for mental health. She also start, She also stated in the beginning of her relationship that she was known for asking a lot of questions. Her coworkers often poke fun at how detailed they have to make their emails so that she won't reply back with a million questions. <laughs> He's got to edit here. People were telling me that I probably should have what what what? People were telling me that I should have probably put that she texted me first, asking me what I was doing when I responded with listening to my coworkers talk about a Disney trip. That's on me for not being super detailed in my post. I was just losing my mind over all the little questions she had been asking, and I wanted to vent for a little bit. TLDR, my girlfriend asked too many questions, and it's annoying me. And that was posted by Sober for Now. Damn. A lot to unpack here, Sober for yeah. Now. Yeah. <laughs> Including that name, which I fucking love. It's very good. That's, that's, very, that's very good. 
I, I feel this a little bit. I've also been this person. Mm-hmm. Like you're talking to somebody, uh, typically like somebody you're dating. And so you can't, at least me, I can't be on conversationally all the time. And so sometimes I'm just kind of like, oh, like I care about what they're saying. I want to give a reply. And so you keep replying with questions without realizing that like you're just asking some mundane shit. Uh. <laughs> it's not really, not really doing a good job at all. <laughs> you're not super engaged with the conversation. You're just keeping it going. Keeping exactly. It alive. Take the question. Take a, or take the text and then take a little chunk off, turn it into a question, throw it back. It's like playing a little game of catch. Oh, Autopilot God. conversation catch. <laughs> Fuck, I just got it's chills. Not, it's not good. I just it's got chills. Good. If somebody did that to me, I would fucking scream. <laughs> yeah. This, yeah. I, f- I find it super fucking irritating when people ask too many questions. Like, I, like it makes my skin crawl. No, Sam. Again, like I, I, I feel this when somebody does it. I'm just saying I could feel coming from that place. But it's not, it's not, it, it's super understandable to be irritated by that, especially when they're mundane things like this. Yeah. You're like why, why do you need to know all these things? I have to type out every silly little detail. Like this Partic- is completely meaningless. Particularly in a text format. Holy yeah. fucking shit! Oh god, exactly, exactly. Ugh. Well, so I think I think he's alright to be. I think he's alright to be annoyed here. I think he but, overreacted uh, when he said, I'm "Fucking done talking to you for today." 100%. This is that's too much. Yeah, I, I don't think she's actively doing this to irritate him. I mean, obviously, she's just inquisitive. She wants she wants full details on everything. Yeah, and that's it's kind of sweet in a way. It's just yeah. you know maybe get that across without without. You know, without blowing telling up. Telling her that. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, maybe he could come up with some kind of shorthand for you're asking too many questions. Y A T M Q. Yet. Yet, Mick. Yet, Mick. There we go. That's <laughs> a catchy acronym right there. You're asking too many questions. <laughs> I was going to say queries. Queries, honey. Queries. There we go. Queries. Queries. Hey, 86 the queries. Hey, hey, hey. 86 the queries. There we go. Or just shorten that to 86. And then you can nice. change your name to Soldier 86. Oh. And then you then you would be a Fortnite reference. <laughs> no. Overwatch. Damn it. <laughs> Fuck. Hey, I just lost re- all credibility. Hey, ten, 10 numbers off in the wrong game. That's all right. I, I see where you're going. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I think that about sums that one up. You think anybody anybody said anything interesting in here? It isn't that she asked too many questions that's bothering you. It's that she constantly jumps to immediate, sometimes illogical conclusions on her own during conversations, and then asks if they're correct. I've known a few people that do this in conversations, and it's annoying as hell. Says work work zub zub. <laughs> the uh, this person below them hot leaf juice one. <laughs> T. Fun creative name for T1. Yeah. I'm not going to read the whole questions, but it just sounds like you're not compatible. And uh, I'm not going to go that far. I don't think no, this is I, air horn worthy. No, this is you know, certainly not air at horn territory. All, unless it's a continuous thing after after bringing it up to her. Yeah. And uh, it irritates you to that degree. But I don't know. This, I get that this is irritating, but this seems relatively minor to me. Or like, oh, man, here's would be a fun one. So she, you're sitting in the room together, and she's asking too many questions. And then you just like slowly reach over 
just very slowly and gently put two fingers on her lips. <laughs> you got the monster. <laughs> just reach over and just like, boop. I think you're good to start referring to her as uh, like Alex Trebek. <laughs> but Trebek gives the answers. Ah, oh, fuck. What am I, Alex wow. Trebek over here? Quit with all the queries. There, there we go. There we go. Oh, goddamn. I'm, doing, I'm just killing it. I'm killing it there. My yep, we're out here. We're out here. <laughs> all right. No air horn. Nope. Talk to her about this. Yeah, definitely uh, make it clear to her that the queries... Like, I, I'm a big fan of that shorthand thing. Something that you can say to be like, yes, can too many questions, babe. Yeah. You just got to have that understanding, too, that there's not, like, a insulting weight to that. Right. You know what I mean? Because this isn't, yes. like, a fundamental thing about somebody's personality that you're you're criticizing or anything. It's just like, hey, this kind of irritates me. Just like, I'm getting I'm getting a little annoyed over here. Yeah. Just a little adjustment there. Yeah. Well, of course, correct. Well, you want to jump on to this next one? Let's do it. <clears throat> oh, man. A little congestion. You're gonna be okay. You gonna be okay over we'll there? We'll keep it in like we always do. There we go. I don't know if I, twenty-five M, want to stay with my girlfriend, twenty-eight F, but I feel guilty. We've been dating for about five months. Fairly early on in the relationship, she commented that everyone leaves her, and I thought perhaps it was just insecurity since her last relationship was five years, and the one before that was quite a few years as well. I'm usually pretty resilient with difficult personalities, and I liked the way we got along at first. But recently, she had an event happen that hit close to home, and it had nothing to do with me. And she was having breakdowns every day for almost three weeks. In that time, she was incredibly volatile, and it, significantly, and it was significantly impacting my mental health. But trying to have a little distance only made it worse. Now I'm seeing a lot of red flags that are more than just difficult traits. But I still can't help feeling like I just need to understand how to deal with it. The thing is, though, it's not like we have a particularly good relationship anyway. Like, there are communication issues, and she seems to have difficulty getting invested in other people. And she seems to want to often blame me for any problems. I could definitely find a much better, more supportive and fulfilling relationship. And I don't think I'm in love with her, or will fall in love with her. Damn. Mm. So I feel like it makes sense to break up with her. But everyone always touts this idea of being committed, even through the hard times. And I was wondering, am I being selfish for not wanting to be with her? I'm also worried about her being mad. I don't want her to hate me. I told her that I wouldn't really want to break up with her because of not being able to handle it. And I know that I could stay with her if I really wanted and be able to handle it. But I would be very unhappy. I also feel like she guilts me into staying with her. Is it selfish to want to break up with her? TLDR, my relationship seems like it's not worth it, but I feel selfish for wanting to end it. And that was posted by Z Bear A. They had a word for this back in the day, and the word was witch. She planned, she cast a magic spell on you at the beginning of this relationship five months ago. She said she put a fucking hex on you, man. People always leave me. And then the fucking words soaked into your being, and you just fucking, you're, you got. Check for fucking poxes and boils and shit, because I'm sure they're popping up along uh, with this fucking brain virus you got. 
<laughs> that's that's a that's a super good term for that. As a brain virus. Yeah. Damn. That's, that's one of those things that is. That's like low key insidious to say that to somebody. Absolutely. People always she, leave me. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say that she was 100 percent doing that to like try to fuck with this guy. Right. Right. But like you got to realize I'm being that, facetious. Yeah. No, no, no. But but, but it it is it is very effective in that way. Because then, you know what I mean? You can't you can't put that mental weight on somebody or with like a, a mental lock on them to stay with you. It's like a lower tier version of like I don't know if I could live without you, all the way up to threatening suicide. You you yeah. can't put fucking pressure like that on somebody you're in a relationship with. One because it's unfair to them, and and two because in a relationship you you shouldn't have to lock it together with with you know. Well, you're risking my feet. Like, you can't leave me. I'll, yeah. I'll never... You know what I mean? You can't hold it together with hexes it. and poxes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's that's uncool, man. Yeah, very uncool. Uh, do not feel guilty for looking after your emotional well-being. You can't. Exactly. Like, And with... Your happiness. He says he'd be very, uh, it'd be very unhappy yeah, if I stayed. I would with be it. Then... very unhappy with like, with the, why are you feeling guilty for leaving? Exactly. And like, and five months ain't shit. Five all things months. considered, five no. months less than half a year. No, this is this is very much the figuring things out phase. Still, you know, they say life is is short, but you get kind of a lot of half a month or half a year. You know, <laughs> this is this is very true. Yeah. Yeah. I also think uh, it's easy to latch on to that. He puts in that comedian being committed uh, through the hard, even through the hard times. And like, the, that is an important thing of relationships. Absolutely. Like thing is, things are never going to be completely peachy forever, but there's, you got to find where that line is between, you know, we've been together for five years and like we have kids and, you know, maybe some of the, the fire has died down here, but I love this person. I'm trying to keep it going. Yeah. You know, rather than, uh, it's been five months. I'm not sure I'm happy. I bet like I better fight for this. <laughs> yeah. I better fucking stay in this for uh for uh my partner's emotional well being. Exactly, exactly. It's five like, long months together. Like and if you're not happy, do you think that it's really that you're really gonna make her happy? Exactly. No absolutely not. You wanna be you in a relationship. Now. Yeah, you wanna be in a relationship where uh, both partners are fulfilled and fulfilling one another. Exactly. Otherwise, keep, it's a you know a uh, a, a witch uh, cursed individual situation. <laughs> exactly. Unbalanced and bad. Yeah. So, you want parity. It's, it's in terms too of just minimal uh, minimal damage is the wrong word. Causing the other person the minimal amount of pain here. Like you were saying, you can either drag this on for years, be unhappy. And that's a lot of badness, and then it will inevitably end. But that's after three years of buildup, and so the emotions are higher, and it's going to be worse. Or you can end it now at five months. You're both going to be fine. Yeah, you know, it's going to suck a little bit, but yeah, breakups always do. Yeah, you'll make it. Keep your chin up, Z Bear. A. Trying to see, there was something else in there I wanted to mention. Oh, uh, yep, there they go. That That's where the air horns go. Oh, nice. There's some sirens in the background on my end, too, so we'll get kind of a... 
<laughs> it's, it's a um, kind of a little mashup. Yeah. Uh, um, what's the word? Medley. There we go. Airhorn siren medley. This is a. There was she was having breakdowns every day for about three weeks. It sounded like there was a bad event going on, but also just all this stuff about everybody always leaves me. If if you're in that mental state, I, you really shouldn't be looking for a relationship, in my opinion. I just got a pop up. I just want to share this real quick. I just got a pop up from UTorrent Web that said, "You haven't used UTorrent Web in a long time." Here's uh here's you could take a survey and win a gift card. I was like, I used it yesterday. Damn, dude. Hey, maybe this girlfriend is uh you torrent web. Maybe she is. Everyone always leaves me. You haven't you haven't spent time with me in a while, Arthur. My name is you torrent web and uh I'm gonna hex you into a file sharing relationship. I used you to download a samurai video game from two thousand two yesterday. Damn, that's a deep cut. It is. Yeah. I'm playing fucking PS2 games again. It feels good. Is it uh, Dynasty Warriors? No, it's uh, Samurai Warriors. Or no, oh, Way yeah. of the Samurai. I'm wrong. Oh, yeah, Dynasty Warriors is like the uh, old Chinese empires and yeah. stuff. Legend of the Five Rings and that shit. There we go. There we go. All right. Smash the air horn button. And, uh, you know, to this girl, maybe... Maybe work on yourself a little bit. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's no bueno. Always continue to work on yourself. Uh, okay. Here we go. My 28M girlfriend, 23F, has no sexual contact before marriage requirement. Some concerns. TLDR started dating, waiting for marriage. I don't want to compromise her convictions, but I also can't imagine getting married on a sexual compatibility dice roll. I'm happy to wait in terms of delayed gratification, but I don't want to sign up for a train wreck. We come from very different backgrounds. I've had what I consider at least an average level of experience with relationships, sexuality, and dating for a person my age. I've had many sexual partners in relationships, some spanning multiple years. From what I understand so far, she's been on dates, has only kissed a few people, and has had two romantic relationships that amount to less than a year in total. She has no sexual experience. She, is brought, she was brought up in a very religious and conservative valued family and personal conviction and has personal conviction that she wants to wait for marriage. I'm trying to think about the bigger picture for her and for me, and I can imagine this relationship working out. I've met her family. They like me. I have a few concerns that have been mulling around in my head, but I haven't been able to think about that I haven't been able to think about clearly until now. The girl is extremely attractive. And I have no doubt that she's getting plenty of offers and probably constant harassment just for existing, which can we oh, talk can we talk oh about the patriarchy, please? Oh boy. In some way, this is amplifying my concerns. I'm worried that it somehow makes these concerns more real and possibly making me and is possibly making me less perceptive and less critical. One. Because of her religious conviction, she's maintaining abstinence by either repressing her sexuality or she just isn't sexual. I'm not making a value judgment in either case, but if she's repressing her sexuality, would she be able to flip a switch after marriage and make that a non-issue? Signing up for a long-term difficult sexual relationship might be more than I can handle, and if it's the latter, that would be a complete deal-breaker. Two, right now we have a romantic but not sexual relationship. 
this leaves the possibility open that she could be romantically but not physically attracted to me. She might even be she might not even be physically attracted to men. Or maybe she's head over heels and her marriage views are fighting an epic battle against her feelings and everything will be roses and sunshine. I'm worried that maybe, even with communication, there's not a good mechanism to evaluate this because she might not even really know due to her limited experience. I don't know if these concerns are valid or overblown or how I could even attempt to tackle them. Maybe I'm underrating these concerns or should have other concerns. I recognize that I'm having trouble navigating this because I'm in it. I'm available with or more info if I've glossed over something critical. Thanks. And that was posted by Joshua Machine. <laughs> uh, I was suppressing that scotch burps that entire time, and they're all smoky tasting. I had a belch arriving in that last sentence. Uh, good, uh, good uh, bowel. That's not bowels. Good burp control. Belch control to both yeah. of us. I feel like We're- fucking smog burping out this smog. We're out here. This, I don't like this, dude. I, I don't, you don't like Joshua Machine? No, I'm not a fan of Joshua Machine. I feel like uh, I'm on Joshua Machine's team right here. I'm glad I'm, we're on. I love it when we're on different sides of a thing. I think this makes for good good TV. I'll, I'll this give isn't you my, TV. This is a podcast. <laughs> it's TV of the mind, Arthur. It's theater of the mind. <laughs> two two things on this. Yes. Number one, fucking air horns for me. <laughs> two, the two big things here are five-year age gap which I don't think would be that big of a deal typically. But sure. the fact that it's 28 to 23, a little bit different stages of life there. And they're completely very, very different people here. Mm-hmm. And he's clearly bothered by it. I I think he has a reasonable point uh, in these, like one partner wants to abstain till marriage situation that, yeah, you don't, I'm at least of the opinion that you, you got to determine sexual compatibility and that stuff before you go and get married because it's an integral part of a relationship, at least to me and I think most secular people. And and so I don't think you can just wait and, like he says, roll the dice. Uh, so that that's fair there. Uh, the reason I'm not liking him, though, is he... Uh, this girl is extremely attractive. I have no doubt that she's getting plenty of offers and Constant uh-huh. harassment for existing. I don't sure. know. It's it's very objectifying and weird. I don't. He's talking about this girl like she's a fucking commodity, and I don't like it. That does suck. I my initial reading of it was sort of an indictment of the patriarchy that he's like acknowledging that women are harassed for existing because they're thought of as sexual objects. But you're you're taking that a step further and making it that he's thinking of her as a sexual object as well. Exactly, and I think he's saying that because he's 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 part of that, and that's how he thinks of women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could I be. Don't like him. That could be. But mm-hmm. like I said, I, I I feel him on the not wanting to take the dice roll, and I'm going to say end it because I think that is fundamentally in, incompatible. I, I also don't think that like that maybe even would have been that much of a big deal twenty thirty years ago, right? When I I don't. I, I guess I wasn't as fucking what six years old. <laughs> Can I tell you this? Say, uh, people, years ago. people were fucking exactly as much as they're fucking now. But don't you think that like abstinence and all that and and Christ, like strong enough Christianity like this? I feel like that's definitely on the decline. Perhaps this is part of a, a wider conversation that I would love to. Uh, I'd like to know. I'd like to know this. I, I'm of the opinion that people have been having premarital sex exactly as much as they always have. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, maybe not exactly as much, but like this whole idea of like the 1950s being this uh, real chaste kind of nobody ever had sex kind of thing. It's the same with the Victorian era. It's the same with, you know, uh, various other sexually repressed eras. I think people were having premarital sex, just probably having uh, back alley abortions, which is a phrase (laughs) that I definitely wanted to say on our comedy (laughs) podcast today. Jesus Christ. <laughs> nah, but I, I feel you. And, and not talking about it so much. Yeah. I think we're just more open. More what I'm trying to get at here is that if you're somebody who is so religious that you're going to be abstinent in 2018, it's, that is a very strong, specific personality trait. And, and I, that you should perhaps find somebody who's also interested in that. Exactly. I, f- I feel like you got to share those values. Though... Uh, she is very hot. <laughs> yeah, no, no, Jesus, that, that's the other thing. That's the other thing that I was kind of getting to about this dude. Like, you narrow this down. This dude's with this girl because he thinks she's hot. <laughs> like, I mean, but like, but and he's, he's banking it, on the. Uh, he's is... banking on her being repressing her sexuality and coming out, or, or maybe getting to uh, getting to marriage sooner. I don't know. He he sounds like a tool. This is that is a component, of course. Ever you know, we can't deny that physical attraction is a component to this long-term success of a relationship. Right? Yeah. So, and he met her family. The family likes him. He he hasn't, he, okay, I know nothing of this girl's personality other than that she doesn't want to fuck before she gets married. That is, that is kind of red flaggy about the way he's thinking about this. Exactly. That's yeah. The only things okay. he's talking about are the sexual stuff. I think I'm starting to feel you. Yeah, I was feeling that, but I, I didn't notice that. It's a super, that's a super good point about this. Yeah, it, it comes off as very, very shallow and objectifying. Sure. Let's see what some of these other motherfuckers say. Uh, your concerns are valid. I personally would never be able to be with someone who is waiting until marriage because sex is, to me, an extremely important aspect of a relationship. Uh, couldn't hold that one. You're gambling on a lot of things. Her having a similar libido to yours, you two having sexual chemistry, enjoying her being willing to try the same things in the bedroom, etc., etc. How would you feel if she tried sex on your wedding night and never wanted to have it again except to try for kids? If sex is an important aspect of a relationship to you, I would think very carefully about investing in this person. You're basically taking a chance in the dark at a fulfilling sex life, says Jimmy Jr. Dance Party, which is also a very good name. <laughs> that name. <laughs> Yeah, Jimmy Jr. Dance Party, it, it is right. And if I, if I, you know, even besides my, my fucking indictment of this dickhead, uh, the practical answer here is, is pretty, uh, pretty separate from that. Like, this is clearly important to this guy, and I think that's a fundamental enough thing that that, that is a deal-breaking incompatibility. Particularly if you're posting on Reddit about it and all these goddamn comments and how much you... How hot this girl is and, and how much you love sex, you fucking jackass. Yeah. Yeah. Air horns. Yep. Yep. There they are. Ugh. Ugh. All right. Yeah, I feel a little oily after that question. Oily? Yeah, like I have a, a thin sheen of oil over me. <laughs> Greasy. <laughs> Hashtag ah. thin sheen. The fucking... Greased machine, Joshua Greasy. Yeah, there's something there. <clears throat> Change in husbands, 30M body language. Am I crazy for noticing such little things? I don't know. For me, these little things mattered a lot. 
Difference between the last eight years, dating plus year of marriage, and the present year, second year of marriage. He used to sleep facing me, one hand, one one hand on me. That has to be what she was trying to say. One hand, one me. One hand, one me. Ah, <laughs> uh, there's a one, fruit joke there. One but hand, then, no, I got it, I got it. One hand, one me, the Luke Skywalker story. Oh, shit! Oh, damn, there we go. Yes! There we go. That wasn't lying. That was pretty good. He used to sleep facing me slash one hand on me. Now he just completely turns the other way. No more kissing or hugging from his side. I do it all. Flowers and gifts stop. Last one was on Valentine's. He used to be super involved with doing the dishes, keeping the restroom clean, vacuuming. Now I have to nag for three or four times. Hardly pays attention to what I am talking. He's mostly on phone. Stop taking care of himself, too. No more gym skips meals. Fuck. He used to walk with me and talk throughout shopping. Now I just follow him mostly five steps behind. He used to talk more. Now he just watches TV. He used to come back looking for me if I ever get stuck at cosmetics section. <laughs> <laughs> now I go find him at the counter. TLDR, I know married life gets kind of monotonous, but how early is too early? My husband acts like we've been married for 30 years, at least, and it's just been two years. Hardly. His body language shows he's bored in marriage, or maybe life in general. Bingo. That was posted by TEM124. Yeah, I think that this dude is depressed as fuck. Yes, yes. Particularly the, the lack of personal hygiene and, like, gym and not eating. This... <laughs> This dude's having a hard time. No matter yeah. no matter what's bringing it on, this dude's having a hard time. And I think once you, once he kind of gets a handle on it and figures out how better to live with this uh, this depression he has, the better your marriage is going to be. Exactly. You gotta you gotta address that root cause before reaching out about you know this stuff. I maybe would bring this up in the context of you know I've I've noticed and felt like you've been distant. But also, you seem like you're having a rough time. Like, is something yeah. is something going on there? Because yeah, this is I've I've been through this. This is a hundred percent the the old. It's not even like the sad depression necessarily. It's the one that you're just like, oh god, all the time, and you yeah. have no energy. The big empty. Ex- yeah, exactly. If and if you don't have that energy to take care of yourself and like do your basic stuff, then how are you supposed to? you know, reciprocate affection from somebody else or, or, you know, take care of their needs. Uh, yeah. It just sounds like the, the kind of bottom got pulled out under him. Yeah. Ooh. That sucks. That does suck, man. But it's not the kind of thing that you, uh, can never come back from. No, exactly. Uh, you can seek treatment for this. There's a variety of ways to, to address depression. And, uh, it sounds like that's what's going on here. You know, are, you know, the hosts of radio free tote bag are not psychiatrists and they're, you know, <laughs> You know, medical advice or opinion, not. But um, let's just start lying and saying we are psychiatrists. Yep, I think we are. Spice things up a little bit. We are medical doctors. I got a P MD from Hamburger University. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Milkshake College. There we go. Dude. When I worked, nice, when, nice. when I worked at UDF, they made us do a training program that they referred to as Milkshake University. Oh boy! Yeah, it was yeah. hell on earth. That's actually our rivals over at Hamburger University, so I'm probably going to have to beat your ass after the show. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to fuck you up, dude. <laughs> Burgers, I'm a, 
for life. That's, that's what we'd say. <laughs> God damn it. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. We used to sell Carmen milkshake. Um, <laughs> the fight song is just like the fucking McDonald's Big Mac jingle. Like the sesame seeds and the fucking two all beef patties. There we go. Ah, I'm getting fired up. Ours is something about trout dairy. Yeah. Or my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, dude. That'd be a good oh shit song for Milkshake University. Yeah. Why can't I remember the name of the singer of Milkshake? Please, please help me. Fer- Fergie. No. Not Fergie. Not Fergie. Not Pink. S- Fuck. God damn it. Pink. Uh, my milk. I'm going. I'm going pink, dude, with the exclamation all mark the at the boys end. Boys to the yard. Kellis, how did I forget Kellis? Kellis? Yeah, I've never heard the name of my entire life. Never. I was pretty fucking certain about pink there. It's my not. reality has just been torn asunder. Yeah. Or I'm gonna. I'm gonna drop. Milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Yep, there it was. I'm dropping a little bit of it in, just as a shout out to Kellis because I forgot your name. Sorry. Yeah. Well, nice to meet you, Callis. I'm I'm glad I know that you're not pink. <laughs> Damn, what a tangent. What a tangent. That was pretty good. I <laughs> that like was that. good. Yeah, I was feeling that one. Uh check in with him. See, see how this guy's doing. You know, let him know that you feel something's off, but don't go at that in too, you know, accusatory of a way. And uh the other thing with like this super downer low energy depression is I've only had this experience, I guess, by myself, but it, it, because you're so depressed and low energy, it's hard to get the motivation and make the, uh, literally just like a phone call to set up an appointment. Like it could be incredibly difficult just to get on the fucking phone and set up an, an appointment with a, uh, with a therapist. So do you I remember, think, do you yeah. remember the first time that you called a therapist? Uh, what about my parents? I, I, first experience with depression where like I need to see somebody I was 13 sure do you remember have you ever set it up yourself oh yeah I mean since then yeah what was the first what was your first phone call like because mine was is so tragic oh no mine's gonna be a little more boring I went through uh, EAP with the insurance you get it's like the special kind of mental mental health uh, program or whatever with some insurance plans sure and they do a little screening and uh, ask you a bunch of questions, make sure you're not suicidal, and uh, and they refer you to kind of a list of people in your area. The uh, the only shitty part with mine was when I set that up here, get the therapist's appointment, it had taken me months to get on the goddamn phone and do this, let alone get to the office. Right. I go in, sit in the waiting room, uh, 15 minutes early, gets to the uh, appointment time, still sitting there, call the uh, therapist, nothing. Damn. again, nothing, 30 minutes. I got I got stood up by my fucking therapist. Oh. Yep, never a call back, no explanation. Yeah, there oh, we go. God. <laughs> fucking my, awful. Mine's super tragic. Uh, I was walking through campus one day, and uh, I get visibly depressed. I get, like, I kind of wear it on my face. And I'm, walk- <laughs> I'm, like, trudging to class. I'm just, like, fucking dead inside. Just <sighs> complete, just, just done for. And, um, uh, it was, uh, do you remember what they called it? Was it best day of your life or they did like a mental health week thing where like volunteers would 
Oh shit! I almost knocked a beer over, but I caught it. I'm the best. Oh, yeah. Um, where volunteers would hand out rubber duckies that had the phone number for the campus. Um, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah, I don't remember the name though. Uh, I was walking to class, and I made eye contact with somebody with the rubber ducky, and they <laughs> they took one look at me. This fucking guy. <laughs> yeah, they took one look at me, and from like a long way away, like. Not like a surreptitious handoff. They looked right at me and held the duck out. <laughs> and, like, I felt tears starting to well in my eyes. And I quickly walked past, grabbed the duck, and kept walking. And then, oh, like, started fuck. crying. And I'm, like, fucking clutching this ducky. And then, uh, before my next class, I'm sitting in the office. Or I'm sitting in the hallway before my next class. Um, and I got there early because I'm very punctual. Uh, and I had time to call the number, and that was my first time that I ever set up mental health appointments for myself. Damn. Yeah. Oh fuck, man, that's that's heavy. Yeah. Did it? Did you get? You know, is the help there all right? Like, did that? Yeah, it was that fine. Out okay. It was fine. Yeah. It was good for for. It was what I needed for right then. It was enough to kind of keep me going to classes. Yeah. Well, hey, I don't know. On on the upside, it makes me happy that like. You know, they're actually out there giving those to students and stuff, and that's actually helping some people. Oh, yeah, that shit works. Hand mm-hmm. a depressed person a rubber ducky with a phone number on it. Oh, my God. <laughs> you still have the duck? I don't. I wish I did. I really do. Uh, I got a big box of weird shit from kind of pivotal moments or emotionally charged shit that I keep. I'd, uh, it'd be something I'd throw in that box. Damn. Yeah, I wish I had that thing. Yeah, just a big old shoe box. Oh, well. All right, uh, let's see. What are we at time-wise? Do we want to do... Okay, we're inside of 50 minutes here. We got time for one or two more. Just okay. final on that one. I think we covered it enough times, but, you know, talk to him about it. Show him that you're there for him, and I would I would literally kind of offer to help set up the calls and stuff because it's really fucking, really fucking difficult to do that yourself yeah, when you're feeling absolutely. like that. Absolutely. Hand him a duck. Yeah, we believe in you, Tam124. Yep, we're on your team. Uh, I want to introduce a new segment on the show. This is an idea I had, and it's called The Friend Zone. Where we do a uh, non-romantic relationship question. Right on. Though, this one does kind of cross the line and is also romantical, (laughs) perhaps. Uh, My friend, 37F, has asked me, 32M, to have a baby with her. Good idea? Bad idea? Beth and I have known each other for 10 years. We met while working together and have been friends ever since. We just seem to click, but we also have a number of things in common. Although we haven't worked together in quite some time, we see each other often and remain close. I think early on there might have been some sexual attention, but for the most part, it has been a platonic relationship. A couple years ago, Beth broke up with a long-term boyfriend. They had dated for almost as long as I had known her, but he finally admitted that he didn't want to have kids. He told her that he, quote, wasn't sure for years, but I don't believe he ever really wanted them. I think more likely he just didn't want to admit it and have her leave him. Since Beth broke up with her ex, although she's seen a number of guys, nothing has worked out so far. To get to the chase, Beth asked me to consider having a baby with her. She wants very much to be a mother, and she is afraid that her window is quickly closing. She's extremely concerned that she will run out of time before she meets a guy that she cares about and knows well enough to feel comfortable having children with. 
him given how the past couple of years have gone. Whereas with me, she says all those boxes are checked. I do feel for her, and I would like to help, but I'm concerned about how this would work, whether or not it's a good idea. I have worked out some pros and cons. Pro. She would be a great mother. I think we would do well co-parenting because we know each other so well and have such a great relationship, not to mention that we have almost identical values. I have been thinking lately a lot about children, and I'm at a point in my life where this is something that I do want and the timing works. Financially, we're both well off and could afford it. The cons. I could and probably, it could and probably will change our relationship. I worry that maybe this will be a negative change, especially if one of us develops feelings that are not reciprocated. I also think about what it could mean for future relationships. I think there is very little chance of anything happening with Beth and me. So does that fact alone make this a bad idea? How would we raise a baby between two households? How do we explain this to friends and family? If I say yes, am I robbing her of a chance to find someone and have a more traditional family life? I'm sure there are other things I have left out, but this is what I have so far. I'm leaning towards agreeing right now, even though I'm not close to making a decision, and I think this is something I want. I have discussed it with a few friends and have received mixed feedback. I thought I would see what others who don't know us personally might think. Is this a good idea? Is it a bad idea? TLDR, a friend of mine wants to have a baby with her, wants me to have a baby with her, because she thinks it may be her only chance to have a baby with someone she cares about. I'm leaning towards agreeing, but I wonder if I'm making a mistake or if there's anything I haven't considered. And that was posted by Representative Soup 5. Been some very good names. Don't don't fucking do this, Representative. Don't do it. Oh my god. Are you yeah, you're with me on that? Oh man, maybe. Maybe. Oh no. Here all right, here here's my case. One, the the con section is three times as long as the pros section. Sure. Uh beyond all of that, don't fucking bring a kid into a, a dice roll of a parental dynamic. Especially mm. when you're still thinking about how, how do we raise a kid between like two households and all this? Like that, that just does not seem like a good, healthy situation for you to be bringing up uh, a child in. And then two, his whole point about her, you know, having a limited window or whatever. Uh, there's other options for this that don't involve the fucking dice roll of your relationship with your friend and possible development of feelings and, you know, whether or not you even stay friends after this, there's so many goddamn things that could go wrong. Whereas, you know, you could get some sperm donated and uh, go that route if you if you really want to have a, a child. And uh, But that's expensive. That's well no, they say they say you know, they're both paid well. And two, yeah. if if that if that was a uh, you know that's actually an obstacle to this then then you know that, that's that's a much better you know hit to take uh financial hit rather than you know your fucking relationship and emotional and potential upbringing of this kid and all of those potential hits you're going to take doing this mm. yeah don't don't fucking do this that's a hard no from radio free tote bag i think <laughs> That's I'm a hard still, no for me. What, what was your? What was I'm your still upside? not. I'm not a hundred percent convinced that it's a horrible idea because, you know, uh, she needs to find someone on the quick. She's 37. Yeah. Right. 
And there is Bitches. there is a very real barrier that's fast approaching. You know what I'm saying? And after 40, the risk of uh, various birth defects increase. Not to say that a uh, having a child with a birth defect is something that's, you know, necessarily a bad thing. But I think most people would want a happy, healthy baby. Yes. Right? Um, and she she needs a sperm donor. And he, this, this, this motherfucker got sperms. <laughs> He's got the sperms, and they like each other. I I, I get your pros here, and I don't mean to discount the uh, you know the the window of time to have kids. And I I mean, I think a part of it's because I I have really no ground to stand on in this. I'm 26, I have no desire to have kids, and right. I'm a guy. Um, so I, I I don't know. I feel you on that. And I guess that's some that's something I can't completely identify or put myself in the perspective of. I just feel like there there's got to be a better way than this. Also, because yeah. it's not it's not just a sperm donor from your friend. He's talking about wanting to re- raise this kid too, and I don't know, man. I don't, I don't think that you and your you and your platonic friend who lives separately it, it just doesn't sound like a recipe for a good a good child upbringing. This is how I would do it if I were to be the sperm donor in this situation. I would be Beth's very good friend. And I, we would, we would spend time together, but we wouldn't be in a romantic relationship necessarily, right? Uh, and the child could perhaps be raised believing that I was just good old Uncle Arthur. <laughs> Never That's your name on the show, by the way, good old okay. Uncle Arthur. Good old Uncle Arthur. <laughs> Never knowing that I was their real father until they grew older, and then you explain the situation. Once they're old enough to understand. Oh man. I'm I'm spooked by that changing of relationship and potential that one of them is going to develop feelings. Cause I think, I think that's super possible. And on top of that, you know, nothing about how your romantic interaction is going to play out. Like even if both of you are into it, you know what I mean? It, it can yeah. end up, you have this, you're together. You don't know anything about how that's going to work out. And so your kid's fucking five years old and you realize you can't stand each other when you're living together or being in a relationship. And then, you know, this, this kid's in this really not ideal situation, you know, mm. or she wants to keep the kid cause she's the mom. And you initially said that you were just kind of wanting to, you know, really just be a sperm donor in this situation. But then you get attached to the kid and there's fucking custody issues. I don't know, man, there's, there's a lot of, this just this seems bad. This seems like a big fucking gamble. But here's, here's my solution. Here's my solution. You uh, you get you, you get this guy, five of his buddies, right? Mm. You kind of like a like a revolver situation going, <laughs> right? And then you spin it, you spin it, and it's and then uh, you don't you don't know who the father is, and then uh, oh my god, that was a horrible so you, thought. So what you're saying is Cream Pie Gangpang Volume One, starring Beth. Yeah, there we go. Just kind of like a, a cream pie by proxy, a, a gangbang by. Pr- oh my god! How, how I hate are you? that I'm. I hate that I'm stringing I, these words together. I hate this. <laughs> I also hate this. What happened? You were doing so good. <laughs> I just had as you as you were talking about it. I had this uh, fucking horrible vision of some kind of like rotating, like uh, come gun. Yeah, not, not, not necessarily like a gun, like I just a lazy to... Susan type situation, which is like a shot glass of loads. 
like six of them. Spin them around, you know? Could be like a fun a fun party game. Yeah. Not going to lie. I just wanted to say cum gun. There we go. <laughs> well, there's another pro to put into the uh, sperm donor camp then is <laughs> with my implementation. You get to say cum gun, and you really yep. can't put a price on that. It's true. It's really true. Well, don't don't do this. Okay, that's that's right. that's my that's my stance here. Don't don't fucking do this. I'm gonna say, be careful. All right. I don't think it's I don't think it's unreasonable. I just yeah yeah. This might yeah. be our first uh, radio free topic. Agree to disagree. No, we had that before. I think. Uh, like, yeah. epi- like episode one, there was one, or maybe I turned you around or something like that. That was actually something a uh, friend of the show, Tigress, shout out Tigress, uh, said that she really liked about one of the early episodes was that we uh, disagreed and uh, came to some kind of parody about it. That's something she said. We she got said. into anyway. it, that we were throwing fucking these hands. These hands were thrown. Oh, you know what it was? We were talking about, uh, we were talking about uh, polygamy, I think. Might have or maybe polyamory. I know we disagreed on polyamory before. That's what I'm talking about. That's the word. Yeah. Okay, well, it's number two or number three of uh, Radio Free Tut Bag. Agree to disagree. If uh, we come up with a sound effect for that, then... Uh, what is know. the sound of compromise? Just like some like some uh, applause in the, in the UN or something. Like, oh, was, okay, we've, we've done it. <laughs> I was going to say the sound of milk being poured, but I don't know where that came from. Milk being poured. Is that the usual, like, compromised drink? <laughs> Could be. Well, I really wasn't with you, but I've come to see eye to eye. Why don't we uh, head on down to the milk bar and pour ourselves each a tall, cold one of uh, Bessie's Best. <laughs> milk bar is from uh, Clockwork Orange. Okay, listen. We just passed 65 minutes. we got to wrap this bitch up. Oh, fuck. All right. Well, hey, lots lots of material. We're uh, yeah. doing it for the love of the show. I tell you, and I ain't cutting little, shit uh, neither. This was all gold. Bonus episode. Yeah. What's that? I said I ain't cutting shit neither. This is all gold. Bingo. Burn go. All right, let's put a uh, let's put a cap on it. Our seniors love little switch ups. Uh, our <laughs> intro music is the song "Hanging On" by the band Knower. You can find their music at knowermusic.bandcamp.com. And our outro music is the song Stephanie by the Hayfellows. You can find them at theheyfellows.com or instagram.com slash theheyfellows. And also, hey, I've been meaning to tell you, Arthur, uh, yeah. the lead singer from that band, uh, might be interested in coming on. <gasps> if you're down for that, have our first guest. First guest, first guest, first guest. Yeah, yeah. They're on tour for like another month. Uh, but he said once they're back, you know, it's all over Skype. I think that fucking might, rules. Be down. That rules ass. Um, hey, I just wanted to real quick, uh, demand that you, uh, like, comment, and subscribe. Leave us a rating on iTunes. That's how people motherfuckers, people motherfuckers, what the hell am I even talking about at this point? People motherfuckers. That's how people motherfuckers find us and decide that we are good enough to be featured. Smash that five star button. Yeah. And you guys smash the five star button. Into the text box if it's positive. Did I just say text Bach? Bach. Yep. Nice. Well, good times. (laughs) This, This right here, this shit, 
has been your Radio Free Tote Bag. And we have been very happy to have you with us, and we cannot wait to see you next week. Uh, My name is Arthur. And my name is Donovan. <laughs> what? You like this pause? <laughs> it's good. It's very good. Oh, shit. Thanks for, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. I love you. Bye. Mwah. There we go. Slush the fuck out of this outro. Yeah, it ruled. Yeah.